Thank you, BBS Radio, for broadcasting this conference call. This is the question and answer with the Elohim time slot that we have on Wednesday. Today it is July. Echo. There we go. Today it is July the 20th, 2022. And we know that Terry Brown is still recovering. So we might have a replay today. Let's find out here in a moment. We wait for more people to join in here on the conference call. And I want to mention that after this one-hour show at 7 p.m. Pacific, we go over to our daily whole planet healing conference call. And BBS will also call in to that conference call at 7 p.m. Pacific and broadcast that as well here on this station on BBS radio. So if you are interested, hang in there after the hour. Thank you for being here. And we are early. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Okay. Um, Yeah, we're going to do a replay. All right. Um, I'm in a hospital in Scottsdale, and Terry is next to me. And uh, somebody just came into the room and then left. And um, just a general overview for anyone that's on BBS radio. This is a really unusual call. You know, most of us have some idea that there is such a thing as the other side and that it's where people go when they die, it's where angels exist, it's where demons exist, and it's where, I guess, what most people call God exists. And usually uh, there's a certain amount of faith people have to have to believe in the other side. Or if they're religious, it's within their religious beliefs that there's such a place as heaven and hell, and everything else in between. In in the case of our group, in 2002, my partner, Terry Brown, woke me up in the middle of the night and said, keep the tape recorder out. And a voice came through her that said, 
to ask them questions. Now, I wasn't sure if Terry was crazy, if it was demonic, but they didn't ask me to do anything. They just said, ask them questions. And that became a series, the beginning of a series of dialogues that have been going on for 20 years. This intelligence that was talking to me was able to explain the workings of the other side as it's never been explained in the detail that it's been explained. Every little aspect of how things work, what happens when you die, who was Jesus? Who are angels? Is there a God? Who is God? Does God really want you to obey him or her? Uh, is there really a thing about following God's will? And their answer those questions were that every one of us is an aspect of God. Very few of us can contact that aspect of ourselves. We have the potential, but we have to look for it. Usually you have to do some spiritual work because when you come into this realm, you can't remember anything. I happen to personally know, I am sure, that we have past lifetimes. And I never remembered my past lifetime. Uh, but I had one reading where some years ago, when I was hitchhiking around the country playing music, somebody told me in a reading that I was duplicating the patterns of a past life when I was a troubadour. And they told me the whole story of what happened in that lifetime. And uh, after the reading, I realized I wrote a song about the same story. Are you making a lot of noise? Hi. Nope. I can mute the phone lines. Who's, who's rattling around here? I'll, I'll, all the phone lines are still open. I'll mute the phone lines. Yeah, I don't see anyone on it, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there are several people on there. Muted. Okay. So, um, after a while, I became convinced that these sources had something to contribute to people. And I started doing live broadcasts where I would ask them questions on BBS radio, and anyone can listen. They identified themselves by the name, the Council of Elohim, which when I Googled it, was one of the names for God in the Old Testament. And it was the name the Mormons used for God. And I asked them if they were the same Elohim, and they said they were part of the same. Now, did I believe them? No. 
But I did ask them why they were talking to me. And they said, I was like a cosmic midwife. I knew how to bring these things into the world. And I didn't have ego about it. So this has been going on for 20 years. And we've had a little group of people that have been tracking this with a fine-tooth comb. And many people have had miracles occur. They've had information about um, past lifetimes and um, many people can feel energy on this call. Okay? So, when I started doing live lectures, hang on a second. When I started doing live lectures, I, um, people could feel energy in the room. People were reporting that they could see auras. So, um, we're going to do a replay. Normally on this call, people submit questions and we ask their questions. And Terry is not in a position the channel right now. She's kind of laying in bed in a slight stupor and half asleep. So I am going to redo a replay of a call. Please start the recording together, okay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. So today is uh, July 20th. The recording has started. This is July 20th, 2022. Went in Terry in Scottsdale, Arizona. And this is questions and answers with the Elohim. And um, we, people, if, if you submitted a question tonight, I'm sorry we're not in a position to answer your questions. But um, hopefully, we will be soon. And um, I organized here a replay of a Wednesday call from 2014. And I will tell you, if you are intrigued by this work, if you go to the spiritchannel.net, you will find um, all of our, hang on a second. This is February 19th, 2000. Okay, we're queued up. All of our archives, you can listen to audios. We have um, some of the calls, have transcripts, particularly the older calls, and uh, this is a call where we're going to be asking questions and Terry Brown is going to channel this source that identifies itself 
as a combination of the Elohim group and the Ra group. And here we go. I'm 14. My name is Lynn Free with Jerry Brown. And we are in Southern California. And this is a Wednesday night call, and I was just about to say that we invite people to send us questions. And we do a, a live session, and we ask these questions online. And, you know, un, unrehearsed. And, of course, Terry is a voice that can translate things from higher realms. And so they say, and I approach this as a huge cosmic experiment um, that I don't tell anyone to believe anything and believe our sources are who they say they are until they get some kind of in some kind of validation that confirms that for themselves and it works for them. And in general, um, I also say that channeled material um, can sometimes be skewed. Sometimes there can be bleed through from the consciousness of the person bringing through the messages. Sometimes it's even possible for a negative source to come in. And I don't think that happens too much, if at all, on our calls. But also, when somebody asks a question, the answer to that question may be personal for that person. And it may or may not work for you. So you, know, you have to keep your discernment on your toes. And the real bottom line here is, is can you make something work for you? We all have patterns that hold us back um, on all levels, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, whether it's financial, whether it's in relationships, and um, and sometimes just questions about how the universe and we approach this call in a pretty broadband way, and um, you know we'll, we'll we'll cross over to lots of different kinds of questions, and sometimes um, they don't want to answer a question or they'll answer it off center. I, I have had experience where I have asked a question and they answered it. But later on, I found that their answer was not exactly accurate because they were actually prompting me to discover something for myself rather than telling me exactly how it is. So those are all the possibilities. But the bottom line is many people have had life-changing transformations as a result of our calls, as a result of the wisdom on the calls, and that's why we keep doing it. And on that note, I introduce Terry. Terry, are you there? I'm here. Hello, everybody. And, and, and of course, Terry, you probably read about her on, on, on our website. She is an awesome um vehicle to bring this stuff through and she's extremely highly intended and that's one of the things that protects the energy on these calls 
And another thing is just by being here, you're helping to anchor the frequency of these higher higher frequencies into the earth plane, which is a really valuable thing to do at this time of transition. So with all that preamble, I think we're ready to get started. I'm going to do what I call our calling in of the light. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person on this line and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. And we see ourselves in this flow of energy that radiates from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energies of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection amongst all of us present who would free willingly want to participate in that. And we invite those sources that are positive service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with our energy and create a protected space that only the positive has access to. And anything not of that nature must leave now. And some of you can feel the energy on the line right now. Some of you can. When we do this, we're actually doing it. I think we're doing it. We are moving our energies through the veil. We are making a collaboration with each other. And we have these intelligences and other realms that (laughs) say that he created the universe. That's pretty far-fetched, but that's what they say. And the consistency of the information over, it's been 10 years now, 10, 12 years, has been been very consistent. And uh, you can decide if that's true or not. But um, on that note, let me turn it over to them and see if they have a greeting for everybody. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We are pleased to be with you this 19th day of February 2014. And this is Ra'an. We are a combination of part of the La group and part of the Elohim group and have come together to connect with your density and with those people in your density that wish connection and find this connection and are open to be connected with. And we are here with our energies available to take questions and to assist where it is for the highest good and where you wish it. Do you have questions? 
Yes, we do. Um, first question is from, just a moment. Barbara Chung in Houston, Texas. In 2013, I had a tumultuous romantic relationship, which has had major impacts on my life, both positive and negative. I'm having a difficult time forgiving, letting go, and moving on. Can you help me understand the purpose or lesson I was supposed to learn from this man? Was this a karmic type of thing? What are the things I should focus on when I think about this relationship? Thank you. Thank you. One of the most important things is forgiveness, forgiveness of anything that you may have done and forgiveness for anything that he may have done. This will untie the knot that is keeping you connected to past life karma and is keeping the disturbance in play. There are things that you to learn when you learn them would be able to disconnect the disruptions that have occurred. One of the things is, as we have said, forgiveness, and if you have mentioned forgiveness, so that you are able to reset and clear the deck and to get beyond or before any of the disruptions. As before the disruptions, there was an equanimity, and after the disruptions, which you interiorized into, then there were attempts to handle the energies and the situations and the feelings that occurred. So once you are able to forgive, then you can begin to move back into equanimity and to learn that the disruptions aren't the be-all and the end-all. And in the area of the disruptions are areas of earlier situations, earlier karmas, some of it which was trained when you were young, areas which you were trained into, which took hold only because of earlier patterns in other lifetimes, areas which you needed to learn to let go of, to know that beyond the disruptions is the equanimity and the love and the harmony that you seek. Once you get the breath, the sense back of the harmony, then you can begin to step outside of the disruptions and to put the disruptions into a place where you can handle the disruptions easier, then you can look at the disruption and you can see it as not the deal in the end of it, but that you are the source and you are greater than any of the disruptions. You are greater 
than the disruptions in the connection that you experienced with the gentleman. Thank you. Thank you. Next question is from Mark Wales in Altadena, California. I'm 11 months sober from an addiction to painkillers, and I am still going through an incredible struggle in my mind. The focus and clarity that I once had are gone, and I am desperate to regain them. Can your sources see what is keeping me in this state and what I can do to recover? Can they help me heal my mind? Thank you. Thank you. You have moved into an area with the painkillers, an area of chaos that you have unleashed, and there is healing that is needed in this area. One of the things to do is to observe each day and each just each thing that comes in to observe it and the clarity is still there beyond the things that have been triggered. The triggers have triggered different areas of your past all at one time. That is one of the dangers with drugs. It can bring in a multiple of disharmony, a multiple of things that have in your past been there and have there's an echo. We need to take away this echo. Do you hear the echo? Um, just a moment here. It's coming from Wind's phone. Okay. I, I, I have the volume on my phone all the way down. So I don't think it's coming in through my phone, but I'm trying now. All right. Many of the things, the unclarity has come in by too many past things having been triggered at the same time. And when that is true, when there are many things that have been triggered all at once. It leads to a fuzziness in thought. There is an area of the brain that has been fried by the drugs that you have taken and need to recover in that area. We would suggest drinking um, enough cool water in the daytime to help detoxify and get those drugs out of your system and stay with the program of staying off the painkillers 
and stay with the program of detoxifying your body. There are alternative healers that can help you detoxify. A good colonic therapist can help with this. Uh, to choose a very good colonic therapist to help to detoxify the liver for the painkillers have built up in the liver and then are feeding back into the system and making a reverberation loop in the functioning of the body. Once you clear the toxicity out of your body, then the mind will become more clear again and take very good care with eating a good clean diet with plenty of digestive enzymes so that you can digest your food and do not build up any more garbage in your system and can release, keep the digestion system going and release the toxins, have an open channel to release the toxins through the digestive tract and through the kidneys. These are things that we suggest to stay with the program that you are on to stay off the painkillers and to clear your body of toxins so that you can again achieve your clear channel and to clear your liver of toxins. This will not only help you for clarity of mind, but will help your immune system to build strong, which will help your whole body to uh, recover. Thank you. Do you see a product like Lamanine could help this gentleman? That would be something that would help build the immune system, which is the next step after clearing the toxins out of the body. Um, we would suggest colonic therapist, uh, alternative, an investigation of alternative means for detoxifying the body, checking with more than one source uh, in ways to um, to clear the body, to take uh, target. Um, substances to build the kidneys, to build the liver, um, and drinking plenty of water, taking um, of B vitamins, um, taking of uh, products that can help you build your system back. Thank you. Next question is from Marshall, and he didn't, by the way, I just wanted to check, how is the echo? The echo is still some there. It is better, though. Okay. 
Um, Marshall didn't give his city, and uh, but I think he'll pick up from the question. Um, he recently started listening to the calls with his father. My question is that every now and then, I will feel a pulse of energy or something of that nature pass through my body. I feel almost lightheaded sometimes, and I almost blank out. Some of these pulses are more powerful than others. Uh, my father gave me a pendant that helps with medication and such. And as we started listening to last week's call, I suddenly got these pulses more frequently and more powerfully while wearing the pendant, sometimes one after the other. I've been questioning what these pulses are for a while now. I'm very curious as to why they suddenly became more frequently frequent while listening to the calls. And to be honest, it's a bit scary not knowing why this is happening or why it feels so uncontrollable. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the pulses are the energy beginning to fall to your body, and you may um, not. You may wish to um, also on wearing pendant as you get used to the pulses. Give us a moment. As you become more open to the energies, then they come in and you can feel them as you become more open. You can, you can learn to be more open or to back off. So you can learn to control, that you have control over the pulses of energy. You, this is a good exercise for you because as you become more familiar with the pulses, you become more familiar with the control that you have over the pulses which also increases your control over the energies of your whole life and to learn that you have control over your thoughts and over the energies that you can turn them down. You can turn them even off. So begin to practice when you feel the energies to turn them down or to turn them off so that you know that you, it is you that is in control. Is this a situation where as he goes through this over a long period of time, it might lift his whole level of hologram and the new pulses just become a higher energy that he holds in a space. He can lift his self, his tone. He can lift his control over his environment. And this is a good, viable 
exercise that can be done to move through the energy, let the energy move through him, be able to disconnect from the energy and to put forth his own energy and to know that he is not in control of these energies to for him to learn control so that he knows he is source and he is able to go out into the world and know that he is not the other people's thoughts. He is the one that is in control. He is source and gently to be able to experience more and more control. Thank you. Next question is for Mimi in Tucson. And um, Mimi is somebody that has a lot of gifts but feels she has not been able to share her gifts like she's been held down. So um, the question is, what is the nature of that which has held me down when I attempt to share my gifts, abilities, my soul print, and purpose on this earth, and that it's harmed me physically to stop me when I attempted to move forward over the last almost 20 years? And what can I do, if anything, to gain my freedom? Thank you. This takes one that is learning to walk like a child that is learning to walk. It is learning to put forth your energies in moderation so that you do not attempt to put everything out all at once to learn how to modulate your exit of energies into your space and the and the entrance of energies out from your space to learn how uh, to modulate it and to become in uh, control of that. So if you feel that what you are putting out isn't able to reach and to do the things that you wish to do or to uh, have the effect that you wish to have, then you need to observe maybe the environment is not ready for what you have to offer. This is something that we as the Elohim have experienced so often that we put ourselves out there and there is no one on the other end to pick up on us, but we see that you are picking up on us and you are reaching us. So you are a very high vibration and to know that you are working in a third density where the people are struggling with duality and struggling with their manifest life and they are not open to higher energies as they're in so much um, so much immersed in what they are doing and in making it go right in their life so 
observe them. This is something that we need also to do is to observe them and to know that this is their path and they need to go through the things that they are going through to find their way and to seek the people that are open to you as some people will be open to you and you will be able to express yourself and they will be able to get it. They will be able to get your poetry. And those are the people that you can play with, to give and take with. That is our answer. Thank you. Um, when somebody is as open as um, Mimi is, are there external forces that try to keep her compressed, to keep her gifts from being manifest? Thank you. There are external forces that she can general to keep mankind under control uh, by dispersing um, aluminum in the atmosphere to dull the effect of the brains of the people to... Uh, slow them down to keep them complacent. There is a big effort to keep people dumbed down so they do not cause trouble. And this is not personal to one particular individual as it is to a group of very sensitive individuals that um, they, they as a group, the powers that be as a group wish to, um, to sedate them so they, they are not aware as they might be and they are not expressing the consciousness um, they're capable of. We do not see a particular program against you, but of a program against people who are aware as you are or to keep people from becoming aware. That is our answer. Thank you. From D. Hall, and uh, she has, she's been trying to contact her guides, and after doing some reading on the subject, I just chose to ask them to speak to me, just to let me know they're there. I unexpectedly heard a voice last night, a female voice, say hello in a voice and tone I've never heard before. I do worry about negative entities approaching me. Was this just in my head? Was this a guide? Was it my guide? Was it positive or negative? Um, do I need to protect myself? Thank you. Thank you. You are reaching out, and you are getting answers from your reaching out. We see that this is a lower um, entity that you touched, that you got in contact 
ways we would suggest to not install them as a guide, but to keep them as a companion, perhaps not to keep them. We do not mean to hold them. Uh, but if they approach you to um, simply communicate back and forth and find out more about them, ask them questions about themselves, but do not get bound to them and do not install them as uh, entity to take their advice. We suggest you see what resonates there to find out more about this connection, but we do not see it's a guide or a higher level master. Thank you. This is from Cindy Argiel in Ontario, Canada. Why do I feel such deep sadness, like I could break down and cry when I see Jesus on a cross anywhere? Recently, my friends and I were looking at a catalog that had different crosses, and one told me I should get a certain one. Before my mind could even contemplate her words, I instantly blurted out that I couldn't, as I feel too much sadness. I would really like to know what is wrong with me and why I feel this heart-wrenching deep sadness. Thank you. Thank you. We do not see that there is anything wrong with you. We see that there has been an area of your past life, more than one area, where you have um, been religious in the Christian religion and have had a lot of affinity for the Christ and have bonded with the religion and the meaning of the cross in those lifetimes. We suggest that you look beyond the cross and you see the arising of Jesus and the joy at the ascension of Jesus and know that it came out okay on the other side. Look to the joy beyond the cross, the joy at seeing Jesus again, the joy of knowing that he still lives and the joy of knowing that individuals, when they pass on, still live after they transition. They are still alive and experience joy again. Thank you. Thank you. A question from Jerry in Rochester, New York. I've been listening online and enjoying the calls. Thank you for what you do. My question is still about stuckness. I've been feeling stuck in my life recently, and I'm not sure if this is just part of the process or I need to do something to counteract it. I feel like I'm blocked and no energy is flowing. And I don't know why. Um, can I get some feedback on this? And what can I do to overcome it if I should? Thank you. We look at what is happening here, and we see that what is happening here is normal. You are getting the symptoms that are telling you 
that there needs to be change. And one of the things when an individual is living in their density, they get the feeling of, as you do, stuckness. They can get these feelings of stuckness. And it is telling you that there is a stuckness. You are reading a situation correctly and you are wishing to move on beyond the stuckness. There is a certain boredom in the pattern of the life as it goes on and there doesn't seem to be uh, moving out of this pattern or progressing. So what you are getting are the symptoms that you then, after reviewing them, know that there is something more, there is something to move into. There is an unstuckness. So we would suggest that you get yourself a little notebook and see what it is that happened just before you feel stuck. So then if you were coming home from your job and you were moving through your day, if there is a pattern to your day that seems at some point that you feel, oh, there's that stuckness feeling again. And then write in your book what you were doing when you felt stuck, and then write in your book what you were doing just before you felt stuck. And you can begin to analyze what it is that makes you feel stuck is the feeling the same each time does it vary? Is it sometimes more intense or sometimes less intense? And what happened just before? Was there some action going on and you didn't feel stuck and then suddenly you were back at your place where you stay and within the place you stay you felt the stuckness? Was there someone that you were with and having a conversation that during the conversation you felt kind of trapped or stuck. Analyze what it is. When you get home, write it out. What happened? Why is it that you feel stuck? This, this is a very good sign that you are getting feedback from your life and analyze the feedback and fine-tune it and see what it is that makes you feel stuck. Sometimes the comparison between what happens before when you didn't feel stuck and suddenly you are feeling stuck can help just looking at it. By looking at the areas where you don't feel stuck, you can Write those areas down where you didn't feel stuck and you can do more of that. And you can begin to get direction by what the signals in your life 
is telling you, and this can be a guide for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, next question. Um, let's see here. This is from Dave and Mesa. Was the Earth originally a light planet, a paradise planet? I remember hearing somewhere there was a swirling ball of light at one time, and something hit it from space. The part that hit went to the lower densities, where the beings that were on the half of the Earth that got stuck had to learn to navigate in this realm. Is this correct? Can our sources, this is from David Mason, can our sources elaborate? Thank you. Thank you. There was an area of time, there were different areas of time on this planet, some areas where life was very, very good, and where people were congenial and life was harmonious, and then there were difficulties that came upon the planet, and there were there was diversity that was entered onto the planet. There was a life force a life force critical difficulty that was given to the people and afterwards the planet became a very difficult place. Nuclear weapons have played a part as they enter terrific diversity. They affect the person's light body and make it very difficult for survival. And this was played with on planet Earth. There were areas of nuclear disasters which were purposely set out to disrupt the people. We see that it was a very difficult posture that was entered into the lives of humans on this planet. It has made it very difficult, much more difficult in this planet than in other planets to move forward, we commend each person that is here and is moving forward. Thank you. Next question. When you die, it seems like there's... This is from me. When you die... It seems like there's two places, two things which impact what happens to you. One is, and I've heard this said, that you go to the highest place that you've been at in the course of your life, I guess if you choose to go there. In other words, we have a life of ups and downs, and um, at, at certain times we may have been more exalted in our life experience and more expanded than at other times. And the other thing is the circumstances of the exact moment of death. For example, we know that there was a, a 
probably think we know, there was a planet that exploded, Malbec, and um, regardless of where the people were in their life experiences, they became a tangled um, knot. And then there are people that do hospice work or talk to people when they're dying or visit them and hold space, which is making their moment of death uh, in a more loving space. So could you comment on both of these different points of view as to what happens when you die? Thank you. This is a great question. It's a two-part question. The first part is, do you go to the highest level that you have been? An individual, when they die, they can tend to relive, go back, regain the body as it was at its highest, most beautiful level, and to express that in their light body and in their light body experience. This is one reason that when you are alive on the earth plane, it pays you to ethical and high experience because it gives you experience that you can draw on later in your life and the way that you posture and build your image with using your light body into the transition farther, this will give you stability to move into. Would you repeat the second part of your question? The second part was comparing the different places you've gone to during your life and the exact moment of death, which, say, could be very traumatic, as in Maldek, or could be someone who is working with you and holding space on your on your hospital bed, um, angelic, like, like, for example, what happened with Terry and Jan, John Sanborn when she um, encouraged him to go with the angel and held a loving space for him. So there's two distinct things. One is the point of your highest point during your life and what happened at the exact moment of death, whether it was trauma, whether it was loving, etc. Yes. Uh, so the first one is that you get a better experience to draw on. When you transition, if you have had some very high points in your life, or the highest point in your life can become a reference. The second part of the question in the posture in which you died, is that important? Yes, it is. As whatever your belief is, it tends to conform to that, and it tends to modulate or to outline uh, your experience, what it is that happens to 
you goes along with what you believe will happen to you. If you believe that you are your body and you will stay with your body, you may simply stay with your body and to go into the grave and to pretend that you are dead for um, however many years it takes you to become totally bored with that and then to venture out. If you believe that there is no higher realm, you may become a ghost. We refer to one owner of an apartment complex that we ran into that died. And the apartment complex was such a great experience for him that he continued to feel that he owned it. And he would go from door to door and to knock on the doors and they would open the door and for an instant they would see him there and then he would dissolve into the ethers. It was a very frustrating experience for him as he was unwilling to let go of the ownership of the apartment complex in his life that he had then. So there are a couple of different examples of what might happen according to one's belief system. One, when one believes they dare the body, they may just stay with the body for a time. When one believes that their life was totally fulfilled by owning of the apartment complex, they may continue to walk around and knock on the doors of the apartments trying to keep their ownership in play and their life as they were unwilling to let it go. However, the funny part of it is, if they would let that go, then they could regain a new life, they could reincarnate, and they could then again grow up and own another apartment complex and could then experience the joys of owning that, which as a ghost was not at all fulfilling to the gentleman and was very frustrating to him because the people did not really talk to him uh, or honor his ownership, and it led really downhill for him. Very frustrating until he gets the point. We hope that sheds some light on how a person's belief system can affect what happens after they die. If they expected to move to heaven and see Jesus, then they would be entertained by the angels, and the angels could take them to heaven. They could go to a realm where they could experience help with their transition and help with any of the problems that they had had on their past track. There is help there. But one has to be open to take up the help 
to be open to the help. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're running over. We have to finish. Um, Cecil, um, resubmit your question about Kolob. I know that's a Mormon name for something. Um, so resubmit it at another time. I wanted to give all the new people that are on the line a chance to ask their questions. I also want to take a moment of sending the light to Gary Brownlee, who's in the hospital going through some fairly serious stuff. We just ask that he can pull through it for the highest good. And we ask all those um, sources that are paying attention to us and paying attention to him to please work with him. We ask for rain in California. We ask for just blessings for everyone on this, on our line or listening to our calls or listening to our replays that you may connect with the higher aspects of yourself that might have been hidden for a long time. And on that note, um, at 7.59, I have another show coming on BBS, and we will unmute everybody, and where are you? There you are. Thank, well, thank we'll you, Andy. We'll many of you Sunday. Thank Good night. You. We love you all. Unmuted. Mark, Billy, let's be honest. Premier Senate man isn't going to get you any closer to the playoffs. Are you trying to recall? Lena Dunn, if you're here, can't hear you. He's a luxury you can't afford. Thank you all. Thank you. 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 Welcome, BBS. <laughs> welcome. BBS. Yep. Hello, everybody on BBS, and welcome to Whole Planet Healing. I will be your greeter this evening. <laughs> welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Joan. Joan Spring. Hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Antonio. Hi, John Los Valinos. Hi, all. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Welcome hi, hi. to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hello, hi. So it's Jackie and Julian. Hey, Jackie from Jackie. Hello, Jackie. <laughs> hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie.
Like I come on and, and I smile. <laughs> and I can't stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel good. Yeah. Makes you feel good. I know. It's a really good, nice feeling. I can't imagine not having the comfort of everybody that comes to the calls. That yeah. would be hard. <laughs> through Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? I sure would. This is Gretchen, and I'm calling in from Mesa. Hi, Gretchen. <laughs> Hi, Gretchen. Hello. <laughs> oh, gosh. That sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Do you remember what his, he used to make? He had a girlfriend, and he pretended like her belly button was talking. <laughs> Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to see your new location? Hi, it's Bonnie in California. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, hi Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, everybody. Did you say hi, sir? Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to see your new location? Roger in Austin. Hi, Roger. Hi, hi Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, did you say I sounded like Jerry Seinfeld? No. Yeah, when you made that noise. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and he, and he says, yeah. New, Newman. Newman. <laughs> oh, gosh. I still watch that. 27 yeah. years old. It's hilarious. It's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like Kramer. Oh yeah, Kramer's my favorite. The hair. Wow. He played the crap out of that role. That was, <laughs> he was perfect. You can't imagine anyone else. <laughs> and there was George, but I don't know if it was on the show or I just started calling him that. But welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But only if you want to. George can't stand ya. <laughs> yeah, can't stand ya. That was just on the other day. <laughs> and Bookman, the guy that played Bookman just passed away. He was like 90-something. Did uh, you see that? Yeah. Bookman. <laughs> the recording has was... started. Oh, oops. There goes one again. One again. Mm-hmm. One again. <laughs> so Carrie's feeling better. Oh, that's good. I said I hope she is. Oh. Not that she's eating, maybe. That helps you a lot. You know, when you're not eating anything. Yeah. Your body can't fight. Well All I, right. Seven oh five. And the recording yes, is still yes, yes. Oh yes. EBS this clear. session is no longer okay, well. being recorded. Because Ben is around the corner. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Oh, there he is. Hi, Wynn. Wynn and Sedona. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. You have started the recording again. You started the recording? You did, like half a minute ago. I did? I, I, I didn't. stopped it again. <laughs> but I don't understand how you can do that. <laughs> this is my well, Magic. It's a trigger finger, okay? Yeah. You know I've been distracted because Terry's nurse was in here, okay? 
Hi, Terry. Uh, Hi, Terry. Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. He's really low energy. And what I, what I have to do is uh, I'm going to go. Uh, one of the people on our calls recommended a certain homeopathic because mm-hmm. Terry, Terry is not eating enough. Mm-hmm. You know, a few weeks ago, when, when we were channeling, <laughs> we said she's repeating a pattern from St. Catherine, who died of anorexia, okay? And uh, so um, I have to go get a homeopathic false. And I'm going to let Heise continue, Heise and everybody else continue the call. And play, I think we're on BBS now, right? Hello, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, this is Cecil from the Great Northwest. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Right on time. Yeah. Had company <laughs> come at 7 o'clock. <laughs> All right. Got, got rid of them quick. You know, I mentioned, <laughs> I meant, I mentioned St. Catherine and uh, Terry. And at one point years ago, I asked them, was Terry ever any... I mean... Listen, this work we're doing is impossible to believe that it's real until you pay attention to it for a while. Even when it started with me, I said they must be making a mistake. And um, and after a few years, I said it's really they really are who they say they are. We kept having little miracles and big miracles. And then when I asked them, was Terry ever anybody famous in a past life, they said, look up St. Catherine of Siena, and St. Catherine of, Catherine of Siena would go into the local church in Siena, Italy in 1300 A.D., mm-hmm. and they would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And, um, and when she died of anorexia, of not eating, uh, all of her messages were compiled in a book called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God. And uh, it became a classic of Catholic literature. She's, she's considered one of the most important saints in Catholic history. And um, Terry happened to be the spitting image of St. Catherine. And I mean, I was sure that that was accurate. And we've had so many validations. And this call is not to tell you about the validations. Some other call. And we have all these sessions channeled that are on the spiritchannel.net. And I'm just saying this because I'm going to have to go and leave the call. And I don't have to be here. And hi, just keep in mind that the closing visualization is about 17 and a half minutes long, okay? Okay. Or there's one that's 10 minutes long. You can choose that one. If you the one you have open is 17, right? Pardon me? The one you have open is 17. Did I open it? I don't know if I opened it. This one open, right. Does, what does it say? It doesn't say that. I can't see it. It doesn't say anything. Well, let me make sure here, okay? Um... But I'll, I'll figure it out, Wynn. Let's get going, okay? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, 
if you look on uploads, not recordings, yes. the first one says good 10-minute visualization. Yes. And the second one says very good edited, 17 right. minutes, okay? So one is 10 minutes and the other is 17 minutes. Right. And, you know, the 17-minute one is better. But um, if you run out of time, do the 10-minute one. And um, I love you all. I thank everybody for listening. I hope Good luck, you, I hope everyone checks this out really well and figures out we're legitimate because no one has ever done what we're doing in this planet. And on that we love you, too. All right. Let's do it. All the best. I love you, Terry. And good luck, Win. Love you, too, Win. Thank you. Love you, Terry. Love you, Win and Terry. Muted. Jackie? Hello? Hello, Jackie. I hear you. So here we go. The recording has started. Hello, everyone. Today is Wednesday, July 20 of 2022. I'm Jackie from Julian, California. Welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference Call. And it's Wednesday, which means we cherish this day because we have the pleasure of sharing our call with our BBS radio family of listeners. And believe me when I say we we need all the help we can get when trying to raise the consciousness of our planetary matrix. So thank you all for joining us tonight. Now, uh, since we sometimes have new listeners on BBS radio, I'd like to explain why we think the whole planet healing call is so amazing. And one of the reasons why is the sources that Wynn refers to and that you heard in the previous hour, these are the same sources that have indicated that they are paying attention to our efforts to heal the planet as well as associated issues that concern us and that they will add their energy to our efforts as long as the principle of the highest and greatest good for all is observed. So get comfortable, push aside any distractions, and let's get started by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who recites our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves and our efforts tonight. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. 
Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, at this point in our call, we usually have Carrie and Wynn join us, and uh, they share their thoughts with us. Uh, I'm not sure if Wynn is available today, but Wynn, if you're available, it's your turn right now. And I'm going to move on then to our next segment, which is such an important segment for this call. Um, We always encourage everyone to visit the spiritchannel.net. There are a couple thousand timeless messages that have been brought to us, most of them by Terry Brown, and it's amazing information. And Bonnie from Corona, California, every night on this call, she goes through these archived messages on the Spirit Channel, and we have the benefit of hearing one of these messages or something from a compatible resource read for us every evening. So, Bonnie, what do you have for us tonight? Hi, thank you. Okay, we're going to read from a call that took place on August 1st, 2011, and... After wind calls in the light, we start out with a greeting from Ra on through Terry. Uh, and that greeting is, this is Ra on. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. This is August 1st, 2011. We have an interesting topic tonight, which is the nature of where we live and travel within and without the realm, and within and without the quantum field? Do you have questions? So then Wynne responds with, why don't we start with you just making some of your own comments based on my comments and either clarify or tell me if I'm wrong or if I don't have the full picture. We're looking at it all from the earth plane and the third dimension upwards. And you're looking at it all from somewhere else, looking downwards. So we're going to try to understand this topic and where we meet in the middle so that we can all have better access to these energies. So raw on through Terry's her responses, we are tied together with the quantum fields. We all are tied together, not only by the quantum field, but by the being of which we all are, upon which the quantum field 
and all that is, is written. Therefore, we are one, we are at one at the basis of everything. As we or other factors create spinningnesses within the playground of the one being of which all that is. It brings focus, no, excuse me, it brings forces together. Much as a car moves by one on the street and one feels an attraction and a breeze, or one follows a semi-truck and feels the car picking up a little speed traveling in the path of the semi-truck. One is affected by the particle movement in the area or location where one is within the third dimension, or indeed within other dimensions. As the hologram or the galaxy spins, one is affected by this spinningness. However, it does not seem like one is affected because it is within the framework of this spinningness that the individual resides. So there is a connection between all that is as the basic underlying fabric of beingness that everything is written upon. When particles are created in a universal field, there begins manifestation and they are written. They are manifested according to the laws of the area which are created. The laws are created by the various spinningnesses and their intersection points so that the geometric relationships of one so created particle to another is dependent upon certain mathematical qualities, such as speed of flow, speed of intersection, coincidence of intersection points, frequency of intersection. Then within the framework of all that is, there are simultaneous things occurring. And when two frequencies are the same frequency, but locations are set up in different places, depending upon the intersection and the flow, so in locations are actually pinned down and created. Then when there is a frequency that is the same, a flow that is the same, intersections that are the same, there is a common basis upon the material within those sections, and there is a coincidence in occurrence. Whether they are near or far, this coincidence registers in the being of all that is. 
And it is a common location, a synchronicity point event that occurs with each and as such, the intelligence of all that is recognizes this synchronicity point and identifies it as being the same conditions and geometrical shapes and frequencies as the other. When you have enough synchronicity points coming together that are based upon the results of the intersecting flows and speed of intersection, and they are coexisting, they form a network or string that energy can move between them, can be even a wormhole between them. The synchronicities congeal together in similar patterns, and a dimension is formed. When one is at another similarly formed density, one has awareness of the surrounding as one is vibrating and moving at the same rate as that that is around them. And one's vision is limited down to that particular area. In fact, the body forms that result are particularly designed to populate in those particular frequencies. Then at higher levels, higher frequencies, similar life forms exist, and life is everywhere. Life is available, intelligence is available, and they get together within those densities And so we have different levels, much as a building has different floors. Someone on the first floor does not see what is going on on the seventh floor without some mechanism of seeing. And when asked, uh, I wanted to ask a question because I want to make sure that on this call, I make an attempt at not just understanding, but grounding it in a way that somebody can use the ideas. So as you were talking, I had a flash that I wanted to see if I'm correct in this understanding. If we go back to the time we discussed how the Elohim created the universe, there was a description of beings, Elohim beings that were projecting energies, frequencies, and another Elohim being would be projecting a frequency. And where those two frequencies crossed, which means you had to have space for them to cross, there would become a nexus point or a node that would be the beginning of an anchoring of something new. Do I have that correct? And raw on states, yes, space is not just there. Space is created. When space is created, but somehow those frequencies are creating space 
And I can't quite grasp the whole picture. But nonetheless, frequencies becoming nodes when they meet. And there was more than one. You could have two, three, four, five, maybe hundred beings projecting a frequency, creating a point of node. Is that accurate? Ra'an. When beings are creating a galaxy, it is from outside the galaxy. And when individuals are creating hologramic circumstances, they are within the galaxy or spinning area and using generally what is around them to create hologramic instances. And when asked, I'm trying to imagine how this works. I know at the lowest common denominator of looking at it, here we're these little dumb humans and we put something out. And when we have a big giant Elohim coming in and they make it happen, but I don't think it works that way. I think there is something in common with the way things happen on these calls to the way original creation works. It seems like when there are two or more people on the call that are creating the same intention, they're also projecting a frequency. And they all create a projection, and the higher forces come in and send energy to that projection. Then it creates a node that wasn't there before, and that node leads to what looks like a miracle in this realm. Is that anywhere near accurate? And Ra'an responds, yes, this has another element in it besides what you have mentioned. In that one individual has a vision and another one meets the vision. The others on the call project the vision and the energy is held. Then we or individuals who also could help can help hold that vision, make it stronger, and amplify synchronistic situations that can help bring the vision into fruition. And Wynn says, well, Jesus said, when two or more are gathered, I am also present. Is this the kind of, of the same idea? Yes, that is correct. I'm sorry, I'm scrolling down a little bit. Well, it looks like that was pretty much the end of the call. Wynn must have talked a little longer at the beginning. Um, that seems a little confusing. Uh, if you want to read this for yourself, this can be found on the Spirit Channel, along with a, a lot of other calls that have transcriptions. And there's everything is so interesting. Uh, I I hope everyone gets a chance to check that out. I'm going to turn it back to you, Jackie. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bonnie. You know, I love how these last few days your readings have given us greater understanding on how to successfully manifest our intentions. So uh, this has been a great series. Thank you. Now, good. We're gonna, we are gonna start doing exactly that in 
our next segment when we join Jennifer from uh, Greensburg, Pennsylvania. You know, our sources have given us many uh, great suggestions. And one important one is that they would like us to focus on current events on this call. And in the specific case of earthquake and volcanic activity, they suggest that the most beneficial action we can provide is to send or provide <coughs> columns to Mother Earth. So we are going to join Jennifer, who researches the most current earthquake and volcanic activities. And as she guides us over the Earth's surface, pointing out any areas of concern, let's radiate a passionate intent to calm these highlighted situations. Jennifer? Thanks, Jackie. Tonight, as we begin our journey around the world, I invite Mother Earth to journey with us, the spirit of Mother Earth, and also um, our sources. When we call in the light, they're here, and they can increase our intention for calm as well. So the first place we're going to look at is the big island of Hawaii. And I watched a video today. Um, <laughs> I'm no scientist, but I found it very interesting talking about how the currents, uh, the ocean currents around Hawaii um, affect, especially the big island, uh, affect it quite drastically. So those are some of the things that we, as I mean, if you're in that field, I'm sure you know, but we as the general public don't know these kind of things. So that's just one more um, place to send our calm. And today we had Pahala, the little town there. We didn't have much going on in Pahala. There was there were two little activities. Now it's moved over to the, um, I guess this is the lava fields right next to it. It would be to the east of Pahala, a little bit north. And then if you continue um, northeast, you come over to Kilauea. And we did have a little bit of activity, um, 2.0 at Kilauea. There were two of them there. And then Mauna Loa had, this is the largest volcano on the island, had a bit of activity at the top. We had five small earthquakes, the largest um, 2.8. This is right on the the top of the volcano. So I'm not sure if that means the lava is flowing or the lava is stuck. I have no idea. So let us just send additional calm. And also, uh, just a couple of hours ago, there was another occurrence out in the sea, past the sea, Mount Loihi. So let's just send calming down. It wasn't a bad day there. It was very manageable for that, uh, that location. Just send everything calming to the undersea volcanoes, the fracture lines, these currents that are always buzzing around the island. And of course, the hot spot in that area and anything else that we can't see, just because we can't see it <laughs> doesn't mean it's not there. So we just send calm down for tomorrow. And now we're going to take our focus and we're going to move down towards um, New Zealand. Now, I have to tell you, things have calmed. I don't want to be too cocky, but things have calmed down 
a lot since about a week ago, two weeks ago. It's been extremely busy around the Ring of Fire lately. So maybe this is just a, a calm before the storm. But we do this every night, and we're intent on calming things down. And today we did have a very good day on the Ring of Fire. Um, the Kermadec Islands, which are north of New Zealand, we had a 4.8. And then at the northern uh, northernmost point on the trench is um, Fiji, and we had a 4.8 there. And then we're going to turn west. And before you get to Vanuatu, there's some islands called the Loyalty Islands, and we had a 4.7. And then nothing till we get all the way over to Indonesia. We had a 4.7. Turning north to Philippines, we had a 5.0. Continuing to Japan, we had a 4.6 and a 4.5. And then moving north to the Kuril Islands, part of Russia, we had a 4.5. And then now making the eastward uh, journey towards the Aleutians, we had a 4.4, and this was on Rat Island. There's been pretty much almost every day for the last several days we've had activity on Rat Island. Um, I've, I'm going to look it up and see if there's a volcano there, too, because most of them are uh, simply volcanoes with some ground around it. But um, anyway, moving past Rat Island over to the mainland, surprisingly, the lo- the largest I found was Cantwell, which is uh, right in the middle of the state, and there was a 2.9. And then moving down through to Washington, um, it's really an interesting map today there. There was uh, a 2.6 at Cedro... Woolly, and I don't know if that's a town. I'm not sure what that is, but it is north of uh, Seattle. And if you were looking at it directly westward, would be Victoria on uh, Vancouver Island. So it'd be north of Seattle, north of Everett as well. And then moving down through the state, um, Mount St. Helens was rumbling. And let's see here, moving down, nothing in um, Oregon, California. We had a real nice calm day in California, just two. Um, but I do want to throw some calm to the geysers, the San Andreas, all the way down. Uh, 2.5 at the Pinnacles, and that was the largest in California today. So it was a good day. And then all the way down Southern Cal. Um, and then I do, before we leave the U.S., oh, Ridgecrest is always busy, so we throw them some love and Long Valley as well. Before we leave the U.S., I want to point out yet again um, the new magic vault. We had a 2.3 at a place called Carothersville, Missouri, and this is just a bit south of uh, St. Louis. So it is definitely in that area. And something in that area is shifting and maybe a result of everything around it. I'm not going to say that it's, um, you know, going to have a big one there or anything like that. But I think it's feeling the pressure through that area. And then we're going to move back over to, let's see, we're going to zip down through Mexico, 4.3. Guatemala, 
4.6, Nicaragua, 4.5, Costa Rica, 4.8, and then south of Panama. And this is on a, like a steppy, steppy ridge. And at the bottom of that, the southern point of that ridge would be the Galapagos. Well, this is further north, just offshore. Uh, they're calling it south of Panama, 4.5. And then heading towards um, South America, we did have a 4.7 in Ecuador, 4.4 in Peru, 4.0 in Chile. And you have to say that's quite a bit calmer than it has been. Now we're going to round the southern tip of South America. And when we come out on the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, we're going to start just to start heading north. And we had a 4.9. They're calling this the Southern Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And I don't believe that there's any, no islands or anything right there. It's in the sea. And then we're going to quickly move across um, Europe. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have 3.9 Algeria and a lot of swarming at Gibraltar, but it's all low level. And moving across, we don't hit fours until we come to Crete, which is an island, Greece, 4.8. Turkey, and this is Western Turkey, 4.1. And then over to China, and this is Northern China, 4.6. And that was all. So we like the quiet day we've had today. We want to encourage Mother Nature to give us another one tomorrow. I'd just like to thank you all for participating, and I'll send you back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, in in just a few moments, we're going to go on one of Wynn's guided visualizations where we address many, many other concerns. But right now, the phone lines are being unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your particular concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that free will and the highest and greatest good for all be considered. And if you are on DBS radio or listening to a replay, this is also a good time to put forth your concerns. I'd like to thank you all for your contributions and your service tonight. But before I leave, <laughs> I'd like to um, mention, you know, earlier on this call, Bonnie read how a group with a coherent intent can amplify results. So I would like everyone listening to know that tonight, after this call at 8.05 Pacific time for about 15 minutes, we are having a private healing meditation for Terry Brown. And we call this light butt buddy. And by private, I mean that you are privately participating in your own home. This is not a conference call. And I also want to stress the importance of visualizing Terry in a state of well-being. For example, I like to visualize Terry full of vitality and enthusiasm and working on the completion of her books. But um, you can use any positive imagery that inspires you. So please join us. Thank you all. Unmuted. Thank you, Jackie. 
Uh, I would like to continue to ask for rain for the southwest United States, uh, and especially here in California where our water reservoirs have run dry, and anywhere else that the drought conditions exist. Um, I'm also would like to continue to send love and light and laughter and hope to the children of the world. And I'm also asking for a balance of energies in all the right places, all the right means, all the right measures, and a strengthening of the planetary grid system and the energetic field that protects us from outer space and allows us to exist on this beautiful blue planet. Thank you. Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell for the film uh, 2000 Mules and the film Rigged 2020. Thank you. Anyone else before? Jennifer goes over the healing list. Yeah, this is John. Go ahead, John. Okay. Um, just want to ask that um, we receive more rain. We are we had two days of rain already in the past week. Uh, Yay. Uh, but I asked for consistent rain uh, over the entire south, west, and southwest especially, so that all the reservoirs can be refilled and uh, also asked for uh, um, economic uh, recovery or you know, improvement of the economy, world, uh, global economy. Thank you. This is Cecil. I'd like to put my wife Betty in the light for a uh, quick and safe passage. Thank you very much. Anyone else? Then please, Jennifer, go ahead. You know what? We're vastly running out of time here. Um, I would like to put each and every person on this call onto our healing list, regardless of what your need is. And I want to extend this to our friends on BBS. Um, the Elohim has an odd way or different way of helping, and they don't tell you what to do because our our self um, expression is part of the sum total of things, and they want us to figure it out for ourselves, basically. Um, so whatever your need is, lift it up to them. And tonight, I'm not going to go through my whole list because we're really out of time. But I want to put Terry and Win. In the line, Jennifer. and you guys all know why. Jennifer. What? Just hmm? go ahead and do your whole list. It's fine. I can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to put. Uh, thank you very much. I didn't want to hog up too much. Um, I want to put Cecil and Betty in the love light. They're going through a huge change, and we just want to send them comfort and loving, healing energy to Cecil and Betty, Lauren in Washington. Joe T. in Washington, Tom in San Jose, Jackie and Julian, 
Antonio Jr., Antonio Sr., and Abby in California, Maxalina in Ohio, Morning Sky in Oregon, Kathleen in Bloomfield, Vermont, Bonnie in California, Prudy in North Carolina, Monica Edwards in Washington, Linda Chamberlain, our friend Judy's friend, uh, my brother-in-law Andy, for help with his um, cancer diagnosis. And I'd like to put my partner Tom in the love light and also myself. And I would like everyone to send Terry love light energy and win that they can keep on keeping on. Thank you, everyone. Thank Muted. And so we surround our planet with our group energy, which includes portions of the Elohim group and portions of the Ra group and any other entities on the other side who are service to others who are picking up on our energy and want to add their support to it. And we act as repeater stations, sending the love light of the higher realms through through this vantage point to the surface of the earth. We ask to uplift the vibration wherever it's able to be received on our planet, including the humans who are service to others, including the children who are sensitive to the energies but usually don't have much wisdom. And we ask that they can grow into wisdom and discernment to be worthy of being the leaders of tomorrow. We go to the plant life, the trees, the bushes, and the grass. We go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals. And I'm going through this fast and listening, I'm leaving out some of the details. We go to the um, insects, particularly the insects that are part of the cycle of nature, like the bees, and ask for the perseverance of those species. We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins, and the whales. We now go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth. And as we've learned, the earth is alive. The earth has a consciousness. The earth can think. And the earth has this huge energy field that goes all through the interior and penetrates to the surface, and all of life on Earth is hosted by the Earth, and she has to process everything. So we send healing for all the challenges Earth goes through in the processing of these energies and these beings. We go to the energy waves that travel through the Earth that terminate in potential volcanoes, 
potential hurricanes, and we send calm energy. We go back to the surface of the Earth, and we're going to work on the potential earthquakes and volcanoes of the future. And Jennifer worked on the ones that happened in the last 24 hours. And so we go to the three major earthquake zones, the Ring of Fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean. We send a huge column of light covering all of it and the vulnerable islands bringing calm energy to that entire area. When we go to the the New Madrid fault line centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter through the surface of the earth in this area penetrating through the ground and bringing calm energy to all potential earthquakes and volcanoes. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault lines in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean running from the North Pole as far south as the tip of South America. We put a longitudinal column of light penetrating through the water into the earthquake faults and volcanoes potentials in the ground underneath the water and we bring calm energy. And any other earthquakes or volcanoes potentials we ask our sources to help locate them. We send calm energy to each one. Any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the Earth is releasing stress, we ask that they can occur gradually and away from population centers. We go to other out-of-balance situations on our planet, starting with the coronavirus and its mutations and any other contagious pathogens. And we ask they be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans, and we ask they can be strengthened. We go to the toxins in vaccines and ask that they can be transmuted. We go to the increased awareness and discernment of the humans on our planet, being able to distinguish the positive agendas and the negative agendas. And many people have observed that the news and media are supporting negative agendas. So we ask that increased awareness and also increased awareness of those sources in higher dimensions 
that can shift paradigms on this planet or help shift them. And they need to be asked and people might be more cognizant of the importance of asking. We go to people who suffer and ask for the addition of the Christ energy to give them a handhold to lift above their suffering. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for um, qualities of leadership that help people feel safe and cared for. And we ask that those countries and groups that are adversarial can find ways and means to settle their differences nonviolently. We send this energy to the country of Ukraine and Russia for the peaceful settlement of the war they're engaged in right now. We go bring this energy back to ourselves. We see the energy flowing through the universe. And you know what? I didn't mention interventions, and we just ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off and leave it at that for the moment. We bring this energy back to ourselves. We see it moving through the galaxies, the Milky Way, our solar system, through the outer energy fields of our planet, and landing on our personal rooftop where we can invite it, if we're comfortable, into our home to lift the vibration and clear any negativity. We bring this energy through our bodies to lift the vibration of our bodies, to open our chakras, to help us overcome any negativity and obstacles and past life karma, which is negatively impacting our present mission in this life. And on that note, we're going to bring an end to the verbal part of this call. If you want to attend more of our calls, go to thespiritchannel.net and you'll find phone numbers for all our calls. If you've had the experience of feeling separated, alienated, coming to these calls helps heal that. There's a good energy on these calls that helps people love themselves. And on that note, uh, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thank you all for being here. And um, we'll see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.